Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, uh, LeBron played in the All-Star game. Nobody played any defense. Uh, I have some thoughts on uh, what we saw on the court there, both in the micro and macro uh, levels. And then, you know, it's been a while since I updated you guys on what's going on. So at the tail end of the show, for those of you who are interested, I will do just that. So the All-Star weekend happened, um, and the bright spot in this one was a G League player who uh, I guess is now on a two-way contract with the Philadelphia 76ers, Mac McClung. Uh, he and and Trey Murphy, who also I thought put up a great showing. Um, I, again, I, I'm not saying anything about Mac McClung. Uh, I think it's a really cool kind of story that he was able to go out there and, and, and did perform the way that he did. It was a fantastic dunk contest. But if Mac McClung is the highlight of the All-Star weekend, then that's not exactly ideal. Um, we'll talk more about that uh, here in a bit. But uh, it, as it pertains to the Lakers specifically, uh, LeBron and Giannis uh, picked their teams. Uh, LeBron picked all wings, which I found kind of funny because he hasn't played with any wings in like two and a half seasons. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he did pick Kyrie, which I, I read into as you will. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to touch that for, for right now. The game started. LeBron was playing really well. He went up to block a shot and, and uh, got his hand kind of caught in and around the rim. And uh, in <laughs> honestly, when they slowed it down into super slow motion, it terrified me. <laughs> And of course, like how many chase down block attempts has he had and not have that happen? And and no, it happened in a in a all star game. He uh, chose to sit out the second half of the game. And uh, so did basically everybody else on both of those rosters, though. So, you know, here we are. If that is if that all star game is a preview of what it's going to look like, like after LeBron and after Giannis and after Steph, then. Man, <laughs> again, more on that in a second. But yeah, uh, LeBron said after the game that he was not worried about his hand. He said that like, you know, like we all saw, he just kind of got his hand stuck up there and that it happens all the time. Same LeBron. I hate when that happens. But uh, he was he didn't have any bandage on him uh, for the halftime festivities and uh, wasn't exactly like nursing that hand when he went in for dap with whoever he was going in for dap with. So I, it didn't look like the kind of thing that uh, we should really be worried about, but I guess we're going to find out more about that in the coming days. So uh, that was the extent of Lakers um, participating in, in all-star weekend was LeBron playing in that first half of the all-star game. And uh, everybody around and associated with the Lakers Really resting up, LeBron said apparently to Dave McMenamin that these upcoming 23 games are some of the most important of his career, and I hope everybody on the Lakers uh, approaches him that way. All right, now let's let's talk about All-Star Weekend. So before All-Star Weekend even started, obviously the notion of any stars participating in the dunk contest was just like a non-starter. John Morant said he's not going to do it, nor will he ever do it. Um... Zion Williamson doesn't want to do it. He's always injured anyway, so I guess that kind of goes out the window. 
and and so on and so forth. It even reached the point where Shaden Shadon Sharp of the Portland Trailblazers, um, he dropped out to focus on the second half of the season as well. So the league had to go out and get out Mac McClung, and you know they they knew what they were doing there. Uh, he has gone viral on on multiple occasions for his uh, ability to dunk a basketball. He did really well. Uh, him and Trey Murphy, I thought, had a really fun back and forth there. Uh, and and Carl Malone, who didn't have to be involved in any of this stuff, by the way. Uh, but Carl Malone gave Murphy a, a 46 on a dunk that should have been at least like a 49 or so. I, I thought it was a 50 type of dunk where Murphy put the ball behind his head, put the ball down below his waist, and then did a reverse dunk uh, on top of all of that stuff. Um, that was a 50 dunk to me. The vast majority of people, I don't think, really recognize how difficult that was. Um, and and the fact that the judges kept saying, well, he's tall, he's tall, he's tall, didn't really help with anybody understanding what was going on there. But regardless, uh, the slam dunk contest, contest in itself was fun. In a vacuum, it was fun. Jen and I, uh, we have a tradition every year. We kind of treat All-Star Weekend as our Valentine's weekend. And uh, either we go out on a date, in this case, uh, because our babysitter got sick, we had to put together a charcuterie board here at, at, at the house, and we watched it there on, on our couch. But uh, yeah, we we just had a blast watching it. It was a really fun contest. But again, uh, it's not really going to be iconic because of the players who were involved here. Uh, no, no shade to Murphy, no shade to... Uh, McClung or 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 any of uh, the people Kevin Martin Jr. Um, or or Jericho Sims I think his name is uh, no shade on any of those players like congratulations you got invited to All Star Weekend and congratulations you're all NBA players and all of that stuff um, Mac McClung kind of and and uh, it's just not the same as when Vince Carter. You know, a borderline Hall of Famer does what he did. It's not the same as when Kobe won his, you know, eventually on on pace to be a, you know, top 10 ever player. Uh, obviously, Michael Jordan. And, and you can kind of go on down the line of, of some of the absolute greats who have done this and these iconic, iconic moments that um, occurred because it was the all-time greats, you know, showing us the, the extent to their physical talents and their and their coordination talents and the skill that goes into being them. So, uh, yeah, that was, you know, it was cool to see that. But if the dunk contest can't even keep shade on sharp, uh, then then something is seriously wrong with the thing. It was fun. Um, I, I, I think the discourse about it is really kind of stupid where it's either broken or back and never really kind of in, in <laughs> anywhere in between. But but. Yeah, you had that, and then you know the, the the skills challenge was just a mess. It was a disaster. Um, they had Team Atentacumpo, and uh, with Giannis hurt, his brothers were out there really showcasing the uh, extent of nepotism in the NBA. Uh, so you had that going on, and then uh, you know the, the the rookies couldn't make a shot, and and when it was their turn to have to do a, a shooting display, so that was kind of a mess again pretty devoid of stars in in that in that one that used to get stars like Dwayne Wade and and some guards really used to go out there 
and and pushed themselves in that thing. Didn't get anything there. And then for the actual All-Star game, it was just, you know, you have players and coaches who participated in the thing saying, yeah, it was laughable. It was a it was a three hour layup line with post Malone kicking things off. Like what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, and, and, and like after the game, Shea Yolchus Alexander was asked, uh, I believe by Dan Wojcicki of the LA times, friend of the show, Dan Wojcicki, um, what can be done about the lack of competition in the, uh, all-star game. And he said, money talks, Shay, you're, contract right now is for five years 180 million dollars is that money not talk like part of what you're getting paid for yeah it's not you aren't getting paid specifically for uh the all-star game you do get an all-star game bonus for making the all-star game uh i i I guess none of that money goes towards making it watchable so i don't know i i'm going to be careful with what i say here but at some point NBA stars took their focus completely away for things that are good for the game, right? Things that are good for the league, growing the pie. Um, And at that moment, when everything became about individual brands, um, which I kind of get, right? You want to maximize your brand and you want to maximize your, your, your potential earning and all of that stuff. But for most of these people, uh, they, their, their main source of income is going to be the basketball. Yeah. You're going to have shoe contracts that come close and, and in some cases exceed what your potential earnings in basketball are, but that's extremely rare to get a contract that even compares to what you're making to play the sport. And the way that the, the, the contracts have grown to that, to the extent that they have is because, you know, the, the generations before them cared about growing the game. And they cared about growing it on a night, nightly basis without, you know, caring about load, not, maybe not caring about it, but, but by prioritizing the notion of, yeah, on any given night, somebody might be, you know, spending a whole bunch of money to see me play for the only time that they might ever be able to see me play, not just that season, but maybe ever. And because of that, we care to play. On those nights, you've heard Michael said say that. You've you've heard Kobe say that. You've heard LeBron say that, and you hear Kyrie Irving um, saying that. You know, asking him to play eighty two games is dehumanizing. It's like, really, <laughs> asking you to do your job for the eighty two days of the year that you have to do it. In um, in you know, on TV, like that. That's dehumanizing. That's what we're calling it. And, and yeah, like, I think that has really kind of, you know, that, that, that idea of, well, my health, my, my personal health, it comes before the notion of entertainment, um, for what, for in, in ways that grow the game. Um, the one thing, and I understand prioritizing your health like that. Yes, that is something that is very important. If your livelihood comes, is made off of basketball, you want to keep your body, as healthy for as long as possible. Totally understand that is a an altogether reasonable stance. Um, but also, NBA players um, they could lengthen the season. Not obviously in terms of uh, number of games played, but you could extend the season out a week or two if they wanted to and eliminate 
back-to-backs. But when that stuff comes up, nobody ever really talks about this, but the Players Association doesn't want to do that because that cuts into their vacation time after the season, right? And, and like, like, like some of that is 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 league based too but that is part of the pushback when when that idea has been uh lofted out there it's like hey you know we could lengthen the season and we could make it so that you don't have to play four games in five nights and we could really cut down on all that stuff with like an extra week or so um but no like players want their vacation time and again that's something that they're that they're open to but at some point, you have to accept accountability for the things that you prioritize. And in this case, nobody really prioritizing the All-Star game in this one, either uh, in, in when it comes to interest in participating in the slam dunk contest, interest in participating in the skills challenge, interest in, in playing hard in the basketball game that caps the whole thing off. Like, those are this is an opportunity for the league to grow itself. It's a spotlight moment. It's a marquee, you know... <laughs> tentpole moment and opportunity no more football uh baseball hasn't really kicked off yet you with, with spring training still kind of around the corner you're only really competing against hockey this was something growing up that everybody just kind of carved out all-star weekend as like yeah this is when everybody's going to kind of come and gather around the, the tv and we're going to watch the best players and our favorite sport Go out there and 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 show us what it looks like when we see all of them gathered in in one place and and if that if this is what it's going to look like moving forward then then I guess we're just not caring about that opportunity to grow the game and and you know at a time where where uh, ratings are dropping across sports at a time where the NBA has to move their marquee uh, night that they used to have Thursdays used to be their night. Um, for for Chuck and Shaq and everybody to watch the game with people, they have to put that on Tuesdays now because the NFL has lapped them to such an insane extent. And you know, it's not all on the players, it's not all on the owners, it's not all on on everything. There's there's all kinds of of variables at play here. But but when you hear players who are making like Shea Gilgis Alexander is is again on that five year, and I'm not I don't mean to pick on him. There are other players saying whatever they wanted. Um, but but like Shea is, is on this five-year, $180 million contract. He's going to get another couple of those over the course of his career. His earnings just off of basketball alone, if he stays healthy, is going to be upwards of $500 million, $600, maybe even more um, when it's all said and done. And, and, and if like if that insane amount of wealth, money that none of us will ever really comprehend what that would ever be like. If that isn't enough to make you interested in growing the game that pays you that way, then then what are we doing here? And the weirdest part about this is like a lot of fans, it might be a vocal minority or whatever, but a lot of fans that I, I come in contact with like are cool with nobody really trying hard in the all-star game because it doesn't matter to, you know, towards uh, the, 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 I guess pursuit of a championship, and and I, I I guess I get it. You know, if we're just talking, if the only thing that matters here is the championship at the end of the at the end of this thing, then okay, um, it, nobody should do anything other than basketball. Nobody should do anything other than the games that are on their schedule, and and any other activity puts the championship at risk. The thing is, though, only one team can win a championship every year, and if all that matters at the end of the season 
is whether or not a team wins a championship, then that makes the the experience for every single one of the other 29 teams that didn't win a championship makes it a miserable experience. Mathematically, that is not <laughs> that is not a a healthy way to look at professional sports. I'm a Vikings fan, man. If if I knew going and I do know, knowing going into every season, they're never going to win a Super Bowl. Um, they're a small market. Uh, they they don't really they, they over the course of my lifetime haven't really known how to put together a a sustainable thing. And if they do, like kind of accidentally stumble upon a really cool roster, fun roster, one capable of winning a Super Bowl, some asshole is going to miss a field goal. So, like, if if winning a, a championship was the only thing that we define success by, uh, and and look, Rob Polinka voiced this. So, like, and 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 that is coming from, you know, uh, Kobeisms and Derek Jeterisms. That like, it, for for some people, it sounds great to say it's championship or bust. And and like again, it sounds cool, but in practice, it's really kind of a shitty way to watch sports. And I think if you are focused on things beyond the championship, like, say, being entertained, uh, <laughs> which is the whole point of it, by the way. Like, if you're, drawing, if you're drawing your sports, I guess, existence from nothing other than championships, then, again, I just, I just think you're missing out on the point. The point is to see, like, the greatest athletes in the world do insane things on a nightly basis. This is why I loved basketball back in like the the 2000s because you had players who would just do cool shit because fuck it, I'm capable of doing some really cool stuff and I'm going to see what how cool I can make this thing look. And then over the years it became a lot more analytically driven and and a lot of that creativity was just kind of like milked out of the league for the sake of corner three-pointers and layups and and like yeah I'm, I, I'm probably kind of ranting about something that is only kind of tangentially re- related to the subject at hand but if you're a fan and you're sitting there saying like no I don't want to be entertained on a weekend that used to be insanely entertaining like that that one all-star game where Michael and Kobe went back to back and they were competing in that in the game winners that they hit or the game extenders that they hit, whatever the, the, the big shots that they hit. If that like if 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 that game, if you're telling me that as a fan that didn't matter to you, then like I just don't I can't grasp the way that you look at sports. Like that that that, that was awesome. The, the year that Allen Iverson like single-handedly brought the East back and came back on a West team that was absolutely stacked was incredible that was awesome you had this like six we technically like 5 10 5 11 but you had this six foot tiny little guard um bringing this eastern conference team that was heavily mismatched but <laughs> with with a western team that was just in- incredibly stacked and and like that 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 fight uh to to win that game and compete in that game made it really fun to watch i i still to this day will never experience anything nearly as cool as the Vince Carter slam dunk contest. And it wasn't just him that was doing that. You know, that was Jason Richardson at the height of his powers too. And that was insanely fun because you had two guys who were like either actual all-stars or borderline all-stars going out there and willing to put themselves out there and lose. But for the sake of entertainment, for the sake of growing the game. Uh, and, and like for whatever reason, and you know, I, 
I think you can chart it pretty clearly to, um, I, I guess I'll just say it. LeBron decided at some point he's just never going to do it. Um, and, and yeah, like every other star since then has kind of taken that as, you know, the, the, the modus operandi. And, um, again, like I get why athletes are as brand aware as they are. I understand why athletes would really protect how healthy they are. And I'm not saying that I want these guys playing, you know, championship level defense, but any defense, like, I think there was only two free throws shot in this, in this game. And I'm not saying that like what I need in an all-star game is free throws. And by the way, like in an all-star game, just shoot one, just shoot one free throw, have it count for two points and move on. But like, I, I want some kind of competition. I want to see the best play, the, the coolest moment in that all-star game was Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown going at it one-on-one, just going back and forth at it. Because you saw two guys, again, at or near the height of their powers, at or near the height of athleticism and skill as a combination in the NBA. And, and they went at it, and they had fun doing it, and they got after it. There was good, hard defense being played. It was in sh- insane shots being made. And both of those guys, like Jalen Brown calling Jason Tatum too small, like that was really effing cool. That's what the whole point is, is for like a bunch of moments like that to be strung along, uh, strung together over the course of a weekend to make a whole bunch of people who maybe haven't seen those guys play before say, huh, I might check out a Boston Celtics game. A whole bunch of people who may never have seen Shea Gilgis-Alexander play saw him just kind of loaf around and then after the game say that the only way to get him to be competitive is to pay him more money on top of the nine-figure contract he's currently on. Yeah, that makes me want to watch some fucking thunder as they win 17 games this season. Yeah, that sounds incredible. All right, um, I guess as I promised, I was going to talk about uh, what the deal is here with the show. And I'm going to do so as as quickly as I possibly can, having rambled for 15 minutes already to this point. So as things stand, uh, Vox is still on pace to give us the keys to our feed. Um, and, And from there, I have been in contact with a few companies that are all interested in, in, um, helping monetize the feed from from here on out. I'm not going to go into de- into detail on who is is talking about what, who I'm talking to, all of that stuff, because that's really unprofessional. But um, I, there are options here on the table for uh, what what comes next here for the the pod feed directly. Um, the other thing that I'm kind of kicking around here is because I used to do a lot of writing at at uh, Silver Screen 2. And, you know, there are parts of writing that I enjoy. And I think um, the writing can help supplement uh, the, the, the podcast stuff. But I'm probably going to launch a Substack. And it whenever I launch that Substack, I'll, I'm going to I'm figuring out pricing and, and all of that stuff. But there's going to be a free version of Substack. And there is going to be a paid version of Substack. And I think as of right now, as uh, you know, as, as these ideas are still kind of in their infancy, uh, the paid version of, of Substack will give you access to a couple extra pods over the course of a month with some guests and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, I'm, I'm not going to take this feed and put it behind a paywall. Everything that would be behind a paywall would be bonus stuff that if you're really into my stuff, then, 
then I would appreciate any kind of support there. But um, yeah, as as it stands right now, um, here by in the in the next week or so, I will have more definitive things to talk to you guys about. But there has been um, quite a bit of progress made here, especially over the last week or so, and and now it's just a matter of kind of narrow narrowing down the options and talking um, about you know what what certain projects would look like at at certain places. So that's the deal right now, uh, and I can't wait to give you guys more information whenever I can. All right, that's going to do it here for the uh, this episode of the Lowdown Lakers Lowdown podcast. Um, until tomorrow, when um, I don't know really what we're going to talk about because the Lakers are off for a couple more days. But until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good.